story of a season. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught touchdown! Here's your host, Truman Chose. You're listening on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. All right, we have finished 12 weeks of the NFL so far this year. Uh, last week, we had a bunch of NFL results that reminded us that parody is king. Uh, in the AFC, only the Texans and Broncos sit below four wins. Uh, the Raiders, Steelers, Browns, and Jaguars all won their games to move to four and seven and are still mathematically in the playoff race. Uh, the Broncos lost, but that meant that the Panthers moved to 4-8 and eight to also stay technically alive in the NFC South race. So let's take a closer look at those teams and their playoff chances. Right now, 538 is giving the AFC teams anywhere from a 3% to 6% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, the Panthers have a 10% chance due to their weak division. Uh, the Steelers have looked like the worst of those teams with a below-average offense and defense. Uh, Kenny Pickett has not thrown picks in his last three games, but he has only thrown one touchdown in that time span. So he's arguably improved a bit, but he is still very much a rookie. However, Mike Tomlin has never had a record worse than 8-8 eight and eight in all of his time coaching for the Steelers. And looking at their schedule, the hardest team they face is the Ravens twice. Uh, road games versus the Falcons and Panthers won't be automatic wins, but that would be absolutely possible for them to win. So then it's home games versus the Browns and the Raiders, with the last one almost exactly 50 years after the legendary Immaculate Reception game. So an eight or nine win campaign, uh, I don't think it's outside their realm of possibility, especially if they split with the Ravens in a uh, divisional battle. Uh, now on the other hand, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, in my opinion, they've been a better team so far this season. Uh, they have had a number of embarrassing losses, so I know this might be a little bit of a hot take. And traditionally, Las Vegas is a bit of a garbage fire, hot mess franchise. Uh, but every loss to a first-time coach hired midseason, like the Colts' loss, it does need to be considered alongside another game, like one of their Broncos blowouts that they won, or some of their close losses, which were quite infuriating. Uh, they've gone 2-6 and six in close games this season. They haven't been a great team, but they've definitely had some poor luck. So an overtime win in Seattle uh, last week kept their playoff hopes alive. Uh, that being said, their upcoming schedule is very brutal. They have a game against the Rams, which should be a win. Uh, weird to say that. Uh, I, if you had told me that the Raiders would be heavily favored over the Rams eight months ago, I would have laughed. Uh, beyond that, though, they face the Chargers, Patriots, and Steelers before home tilts against the 49ers and the Chiefs in January. Uh, to have a shot at making the playoffs, they could only afford to drop one of those. Anything can happen, but it might be too little too late for the Raiders this year. And then the Cleveland Browns are a very interesting case. Uh, so they just had an overtime win over Tampa Bay, and that, I learned, was apparently Tom Brady's first loss ever when he had led by at least seven points with two minutes remaining in the game. He had previously won all 218 of those games in that situation. Uh, they also get Deshaun Watson back from his 11-game suspension. But Jacoby Brissett has actually been pretty good in his absence. Football Outsiders ranks him seventh among quarterbacks in DVOA. 
Uh, the Browns also rank 11th in points scored. So their quarterback has been efficient. Their offense has been pretty good. Nick Chubb uh, has been having a career year. Uh, the issue has been that the Browns rank 30th in points allowed and overall just don't have a very good defense in spite of Miles Garrett. And that is the side of the field that Deshaun Watson will not be returning to. Uh, the two games that they'll be likely be underdogs in are road trips to the Bengals and the Commanders. That being said, the Browns have played the Bengals quite well as of late. Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns. Uh, that includes their 32-13 beatdown on Halloween earlier this year, which wasn't even as close as that score indicates. And then I also don't buy the Commanders stock that everyone else is. Outside of that, they have games against the Ravens, Saints, Steelers, and Texans. Uh, all of those, I think, are potentially winnable. They played the Ravens close in Baltimore earlier this year. Uh, and then their game against Deshaun's former team, the Texans, is just about the only potentially interesting game left in Houston for the rest of the season. So if they can get their defense under control against Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, uh, I can see a 5 or 6 win finish to get to 9 or 10 wins. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars have severely underperformed this year, going 2-6 and six in close games. And their other two wins were blowouts versus the Chargers and the Colts. Uh, they just upset Baltimore at home, 28-27. to 27, And some are wondering if this is a statement win for the franchise uh, under its current regime with Doug Peterson uh, getting rid of Urban Meyer, showing that yes, we are for real. And also a statement win for Trevor Lawrence, who was number one pick a couple years ago, very much hyped up, and has just looked kind of mid so far but they performed quite well that being said i don't love their upcoming schedule it's not impossible to get through but it is quite difficult uh, this week they're up against the four and seven lions in detroit the jaguars i think are probably better th than the lions but detroit has arguably turned a corner this could be a sneaky good game the winner goes on to hang around in the playoff race at five and seven while the loser is likely essentially eliminated uh, then they go on the road against the division-leading Titans. The Jaguars actually have a better point differential than, than the Titans right now, despite a flipped record of 7-4 versus 4-7. and seven. So it might be closer than you think, but it will still be a challenge. Uh, their easiest game, the Texans, also isn't a gimme. They're the only team that the Texans has beaten this year. And then their toughest opponent, Dallas, is at least at home, but they also have a road tilt against the New York Jets. So unless they markedly improve, I think the Jaguars' schedule might get the best of them and prevent a playoff spot this year. Uh, the other issue these four teams face is that they play in the AFC, where right now the Patriots and Chargers, both at 6-5, and five, would miss out on the playoffs. So there are nine teams with a record of above 500 right now in the AFC. Uh, so that's not the case for the Panthers, who are somehow technically still in contention for the playoffs, despite a 4-8 record. Uh, and one of the worst quarterback situations in football with combination of P.J. Walker to Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield. I don't even know who starts from week to week. I think Sam Darnold started last week. It's just very uh, confusing and not very stable. And overall, they have one of the worst rosters. But that's what happens when you play in the NFC South, where a two-game win streak by Tom Brady is heralded as turning a corner for obviously a Super Bowl win, uh, only to then get beaten by the Cleveland Browns next week. That is what counts for success in the NFC South this year. So even if the Panthers go 8-9, they actually have a shot at a playoff spot. We could see every single team in the NFC South finish below 500, and then someone would still make the playoffs. I was going to insert a joke about a reasonable shot of losing to Dallas in the first round, 
But crazier things have happened. Uh, back in 2010, Seattle uh, went 7-9, were a terrible team, and they won their playoff game over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, not to mention, Carolina themselves went 7-8-1 in 2014 and won the division and then won their first playoff game against the Arizona Cardinals. So Carolina themselves has advanced in the past with a bad record. So their upcoming schedule is the Seahawks, Steelers, Lions, Bucks, and Falcons. I think they lose to the Seahawks, uh, but their next two are absolutely winnable. And then it's two divisional games. So all five of those teams, will they make the playoffs in all likelihood? Probably not, but it's fun, fun to wonder what could happen. So finally, I wanted to take a minor victory lap as regards the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm not trying to hate on them, but I did say a couple weeks ago their win against the Buffalo Bills was impressive, but I didn't think it established them as the best team in the league. Uh, then two weeks ago, they lost with a score of 40-3 to to the Dallas Cowboys at home, which is uh, one of the worst losses in franchise history. I believe that as far as like how much they were outscored, it is the largest uh, Cowboys road victory in their franchise history. So we do need more data than one game. It should also be kept in mind, in 2020, the Buccaneers had a 35-point home loss to the Saints, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. So it is not at all over for Minnesota, but the 2020 Bucks also had large blowout wins. Uh, so looking at the entire season, that loss was more of a blip, and overall they performed like one of the best teams in the league, particularly in the last month of the year. But even before that, they had the blowout win against the Packers. They had some other very solid games. So that was a truly odd game that they had against the Saints. Uh, so the Vikings have had a single really good win against the Packers and otherwise have gone 8-0 and in close games this year. They also have the worst point differential of any 9-2 team ever. They've only outscored their opponents by 5 points. I don't think that that's sustainable for wins. So maybe they will turn a corner. I think that they have all the pieces on offense to get really, really good. Uh, their offense did look quite good against the Patriots. Uh, so that is not impossible. And again... Um, a team that is technically overperforming can still do well in the playoffs. That can happen. But I do think that they're a tier below the true best teams in the league. Speaking of which, let's move on to power rankings. For those just tuning in, you're listening on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Story of a Season, and I'm Truman Chose. Uh, we're going to move on to power rankings. So in the past few weeks, I've kind of had the same teams over and over again that I've been listening for the top seven or eight, which makes sense. As the season goes on, there's uh, one piece of information isn't as useful as it was uh, back when we, when we only had one or two games to go off of. Uh, so I've been kind of bored with that. And so I wanted to switch it up a little bit and just put some teams in rough tiers. I'm not saying these are hard and fast. I think there can be movement between the tiers from week to week. I think that a team in one tier can upset a team in another tier. Uh, last year, we had the Bengals. I thought they were just kind of like, eh, they're fine, whatever. I would not have expected them to make a Super Bowl run, but they did. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list teams that I think have a very good Super Bowl chance where I can very easily uh, visualize uh, that team making a run for three or four different playoff games. 
and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. I'm going to list teams that are fairly solid and teams that are, I think, are more fringe playoff hopefuls. So in the first tier, Super Bowl favorites, I have Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, and Baltimore in the AFC. Then I have Philadelphia, Dallas, and San Francisco in the NFC. Uh, With the exception of Miami, those teams are the top seven in point differential. Uh, They all rank very high in DVOA. I don't think that they have overperformed a ton. I know that there are going to be some complaints about, like, well, Philadelphia had a weak schedule or something like that. Uh, Now, Miami, why did I throw them up there? They had three games without Tua, who has performed markedly better than Teddy Bridgewater did with the same weapon. So I do think that Tua Tagovailoa is a special quarterback. And I think that they are going to be a very fun team to watch. Buffalo has been faltering a little bit as of late. I'm not totally sold out on them, but I am a little concerned. So I think that Miami uh, arguably might be a little better than Buffalo right now, especially if they can get their defense under control. So Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and the AFC all have elite quarterbacks who I think you could make an argument for all of them in the MVP conversation. Uh, And then Buffalo probably has the best defense, although the Von Miller injury is concerning. Uh, Yeah, so that's my AFC top five. NFC, Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, everybody else. Uh, Philadelphia, they're 10-1. Yes, weak schedule. Also, I love blowout wins over bad teams. Those are very important to me. Dallas, I think, is unfortunately, for those of us who love to hate the Dallas Cowboys, they're looking very scary. They're looking legit. They had that speed bump. Uh, against the Packers, and they had a blowout against the Vikings, and they looked very solid against the Giants, showed who really was the better uh, then 7-3 team in the NFC East. And San Francisco, after adding Christian McCaffrey, last three games, getting healthier, they look very scary. Despite their 7-4 record, arguably could be the best team in the conference. So I think it's going to be I, I think it's going to be one of those three teams likely representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, So those are like my top eight. Again, Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Bengals, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers. All right, so in these teams, um, I've got five. AFC, I've got the Patriots and the Jets. NFC, I've got the Seahawks, Vikings, and Buccaneers. Um, If these teams leaped into the first tier, I could make an argument for most of these. Seattle might be the most surprising just because I feel like, given their preseason expectations... Uh, this is about as good as they could have hoped for realistically. Is just, uh, yeah, you know, 10 and 6, 10 and 7, uh, division winning or whatever. Uh, but Patriots obviously have best coach of all time. Their quarterback situation is adequate. Defense is excellent. Special teams is good. Stay buttoned up. I think that they could make a run. You know, if Bill Belichick wins on a 1960s style team, would that be the most shocking thing in the world? Probably not. New York Jets, Mike White, best quarterback of all time, or so we think. Uh, but in all seriousness, their defense looks championship caliber. This could just be a repeat of the early 2010s with Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan, where the quarterback held them back. I don't know if Mike White is going to be enough of an improvement over Zach Wilson to actually win a playoff game over a Cincinnati, a Kansas City, a Buffalo. Uh, but we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Vikings. I just, I really love all of their pieces. I know I was just hating on them a little bit, but I just don't, it hasn't come together, but I think it could. And I do have to give some respect to their 9-2 record. So I think they're a tier below the true top teams, but I still don't totally hate them. And I want them a little bit to succeed. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, what can I say? 
Uh, their defense has looked excellent. Their offense can get back on track. Uh, you know, I, I think it was Nick Wright who was making the comment of what if they go like 8-9, and nine, win the division, then, you know, play the Giants in the first round, and then they play like Kirk Cousins or Seattle in the second round. Like, their Super Bowl, their path to the conference championship is quite clear. Uh, unfortunately for those of us who love to hate Tom Brady. Seattle, um, based on their actual performance, I have to put them here. Geno Smith has been looking very good. Uh, so I could, I don't, I think they're the least likely to move into Super Bowl favorites, but if they made a bit of a run, wouldn't be shocked. So then below them, I have the fringe playoff hopefuls. Uh, I'm going to put LA Chargers in the AFC in that category. Uh, I Since earlier, I did just list all the teams that are like four and seven and hoping to make it. I'm not going to run through those, although I think some of those teams are arguably better than the ones I'm about to list. Uh, but Chargers, AFC, and then NFC, I got the Giants, Commanders, and Falcons. Uh, I, I'm, I don't love any of these teams, but I just wanted to give them some respect of like, yeah, you know, maybe they could get a wild card spot, get an upset, losing the divisional round. Uh, so Chargers, sort of similar to the Vikings, have underperformed based on their roster. Then you got the Giants, um, have been... Looked okay. They've looked about average, but have won a lot of close games. Starting to lose it. The shine's starting to wear off. Commanders, I don't totally buy it, and I know they've won six of their last seven, but I still can't totally buy them. Their point differential still isn't that great. And the Falcons have been better than we thought. Maybe you could win the division. Uh, crazier things have happened. So, yeah, that's roughly how I see the NFL playing out uh, in January. All right, moving on to game picks for a slightly abbreviated uh, section. First game, we've got the Bills and Patriots this Thursday night. I think it should be a very good one. Uh, I am going to take the Bills to win 24-20. to 20. I think this will be a close game. Both teams are very much in the playoff hunt. I think that right now the Bills might want it a little more or have motivation, which I know is a boomer. Uh, way of putting things, but uh, the Bills, looking at their upcoming schedule, they have five divisional games, excuse me, four divisional games remaining, uh, and a game against the Bengals, and then one other one, I forget which one that is, but it is not easy, and they had higher expectations coming into the season. I like Josh Allen more than Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, big surprise. I think that Bill Belichick can do quite well in this spot, potentially. Uh, he has beaten the Bills in the past with Josh Allen. And he does want to make the playoffs, but I don't think the expectations were quite as high, and there is still an easier path if they lose uh, with their schedule. So I'm going to take the Bills to win 24-20. to And we've got the Jets at the Vikings. I am going to take the Jets to upset Minnesota by a score of 23-16. to 16. Uh, I think that with the Mike White era in full swing, uh, based on their one last game, and last season when he was the big meme all around, Jets could be a legit team right now. They've got a very good defense. Uh, Vikings probably still feeling a little shaky in the locker room after that Cowboys game. Uh, so I think New York is really going to want to win here. Robert Sala is going to want to step it up. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jets to beat the Vikings. 
by a score of 23 to 16. Then we've got the Steelers at Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta to win 23 to 20. So Atlanta has actually been fairly okay this year. They haven't looked great. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, but they've looked at least competitive in the majority of their games. Yes, they lost to the Commanders. That was by six. Uh, they lost to the Chargers by three. A few other close losses and some not so close, to be fair. But Pittsburgh, I know I was just talking about how they could turn a corner. I am going to bet on Atlanta really wanting to win that NFC South title that's very much up for grabs with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers potentially faltering down the stretch. Pittsburgh is more of a fringe playoff hopeful so yeah i think atlanta takes this one all right and that is all thanks for tuning in it's been a great year this has been story of the season with truman chose on wrfh 101.7 fm